Hey everybody, welcome to yet another wonderful episode of Geek Ronin. Uh, you know who it is. Uh, I do the intros every week, so it's kind of a, a no-brainer. This is uh, that beard guy, uh, Thomas. Uh, Law and Danny join me this week to talk about Infinity War. If you haven't seen Infinity War yet, uh, what the fuck are you waiting for? Outside of maybe trying to beat the crowds, but good luck with trying to beat the crowds because it's fucking the biggest movie right now out, period. So I don't, I don't know why you're waiting on it, but uh, you should probably not. Uh, you should probably go see that. We also had Kevin Lacerda from It Lives at Breeze call in for the first half of the show uh, to talk about what his thoughts were on the Infinity War movie as well. What we were thinking was coming up, we got off onto some uh, tangents, which sort of tends to be the MO of this show. So hopefully um, you have seen it. I say it at the beginning. I say it. Lauren says it. Everybody says it at the beginning. I'm saying it now. This episode contains fucking spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, go watch the goddamn movie or just suck it up and take the fact that we're going to be talking about pretty much everything that happens in the movie because fuck trying to be subtle about it. It, it was There's too much shit that went on. I still got to go see it again because I'm still trying to grasp everything that's going on. But um, by all means, take, uh, take a listen, enjoy, um, and we will be back uh, next week with some more fun stuff for you. So uh, remember to check us out on social media. All of our social media handles are at Geek Ronin and uh, GeekRonin.com. So um, you know what to do. Keep on listening, uh, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully we'll be streaming live. Uh, we will be having a video of both this uh this episode and uh last week's episode with sueda if you haven't checked that episode out please go and check it out soundcloud.com slash geek you can listen to all of our episodes the sueda episode is fucking boss he is a boss and he did a bunch of really cool shit for uh marvel for infinity war and everything so go check that out follow him on social media uh and we will talk to you guys next week uh peace out motherfuckers geek ronin When it happened, and you called, are we just? Can we start? Yeah, just off go by right into it. Spoilers, spoilers. I already said every on social media. Spoilers. And Loki died. I was like, "Fucking Kev called it." Yep. Good I call. knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, that he was had some to. stuff you can. That was tell. a really good call. That like it, it made sense. I I didn't I didn't see a lot of the deaths that did come like coming so like Heimdall was like a really big like like I almost cried like wait Loki Loki I was like okay I get it but Heimdall was like a damn so close to home I know right off the bat too yeah yeah a, a lot of it was it was right off the bat and then it was also like where you're just like like it's a lot to process. Like the entire movie is a lot to process and to digest. There's mm-hmm. so much going on. Well, I so liked, uh, to be honest yeah. with you, I, I liked what Kevin said on social media that it was essentially a Thanos movie with the Avengers as a background. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, perfect. That's absolutely accurate. Yeah, it, I thought that's. Uh, I feel like that's the absolute most accurate thing. Uh, it, it was. It was just so well done. <laughs> it was really because good. you could either have, even when you watch like The Dark Knight, obviously the Joker is a standout villain, and obviously you know DC has had a better track record for making more impactful villain uh, stories on screen and whatnot. But it was still not the Joker story. It was still a Batman movie. Mm. This was, you know, this took like the whole aspect of like they've never been able to really do that. They, I mean, obviously Loki was obviously probably their best villain they've ever had. But they've never really been able to really do a great villain story in any of their movies, especially when they've had some really, really key villains that were epic in the co- in the comics, like Ultron. They kind of fucked up with Ultron really bad. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they did. And for them to not. For them to not only just, for them to not only have a villain where they told a good villain story, but to literally make it all about the villain was that much more perfect. And I just loved every second of it. I loved how they got into every bit of morality that he has. I love that he wasn't just some mustache twiddling evil guy. I love that as soon as I got offline. All I saw was a bunch of kids talking about how Thanos wasn't really that bad because essentially he's just like one big Bill Burr joke where if you know any Bill Burr comedy, he always makes these jokes about like there needs to be some kind of a mass genocide because there's just so many fucking people here. And obviously he says it in a satirical way where, where Thanos was like, nah. I've seen my planet go to waste and I've experienced this incredible heartache of, the, of my home planet and it was because of this. And it obviously was this driving force of, you know, what's going on with that in his mind. And I just thought it was perfect. I, I thought that all the deaths in the beginning were perfect because there needed to be, like, we knew that death was going to be the whole thing mm-hmm. as, a, as, like, the main theme. And the beginning needed to have a... The beginning needed to set a precedent, and it did. Right. It set yeah, a it set the precedent. It set the tone for the whole movie. And basically, yeah, it set the tone for the whole movie. And then, obviously, the deaths that happened in front of Thor were perfect because we knew that Thor obviously wasn't, from the trailer, going to be so Earth-based. Because if you researched enough or you thought you knew that he was going to have more of an involvement with the Guardians for some reason. And obviously, yeah. we know now is because we needed to go get that weapon. So obviously, there needed to be something happened that, that would make him want to not go to Earth or not need to go to Earth or not have to go to Earth, and it was because of that revenge aspect. Like, above everybody else, everybody else yeah. was just about protecting half the universe, but with him... Well, and he, everybody he, also, he also didn't really have a means to, to, to just jump back to Earth anyways, though. Cause exactly, he, yeah. He's he had, he had no he's way of, like, controlling the Bifrost because um, Heimdall took Bruce or Hulk instead. Yeah, he he threw Hulk in there, and I also want to point out that uh, Quill was also the only one that wasn't concerned with the uh, with the gauntlet and and the Infinity Stones. He mm-hmm. only wanted to to ta- to save Gamora. Right, you know, exactly. you know like a lot of people are really mad. Like everyone is mad at, at like Star Lord. I think everyone needs to fucking throw their uh, slow their fucking roll on that one. I Yo, hate that shit. I was like, I was like, can you fucking blame him? And then, honestly, I had this uh, talk with one of my students yesterday. He was like, well, it's also Strange's fault that everything went down because if he saw all the possibilities. And I was like, what if he took into account that he they needed to lose in order for them to eventually win? Yeah. Win, win. Like, 
Yeah, Sometimes he, the craziest, like, fucking plan is well, the thing that, said, you know, ends up working for them. He gives it away at the end, too, because he's talking, he's like, you know, he saves he saves Stark by giving up the, the gem, but in the beginning, right. he's like, I would let any one of you die in order to protect this gem. Yeah, I was just, I was just about to say that, yeah, he said even the kid. Yeah, he let all yeah. of them die to protect the gem, and if he's given up the gem, then obviously that needs to happen. He saw that in the one way that they went out of the 14 million that he saw, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of needed to happen. I think people exactly. are, I think people are jumping the gun on that one. I think, especially with the, the well, Peter- I think the most fun part, mm-hmm. I think the most fun part about watching the aftermath of all this was you get to really see exactly how many casual non-comic reading Marvel yes. fans there are that, because these people are legitimately freaking out. And there, I mean, I didn't really, I just thought that how the end happened with everything was perfect from just mm-hmm. a storytelling perspective. But mm-hmm. I wasn't sitting there butthurt, not only because I, I read comics or, and have read the, that specific series, but just mm-hmm. because you don't have to be an idiot to know that they've already announced sequels. Yeah. So many characters that died. Yeah. So why are you getting butthurt it's when you clearly common. know? If anything, that kind of made me more Like it didn't, it didn't even allow me to suspend disbelief when I saw Black Panther go. I'm like, they yeah. just made a huge box office hit with Panther. You know that mm. he's not gonna stay dead. They already announced that he, like two or three sequels or some shit. And yeah, I was same thing like, with Spider Man. Well, just a, one of those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and the same with Spider Man. I, mean, you know, I feel like it, it did. It did have. It still had an impact, at least for me, where. You know, you do see Tony like, like he's holding on to Peter, and he's just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that yeah. has that it does have like the same toll, and it 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 shows like where his headspace is going to be because even after the first Avengers and everything that you know followed after that Civil War, Tony has been taking more and more of a mental toll, you know, on you know this big greater threat and the things that have happened to him. So now. With him, you know, essentially losing the kid, and he's like, "Oh, like I had one job was to protect this kid." I feel like, yes, we're gonna see Peter again. He doesn't know that, so he's, you know, we're gonna see a lot of that with, you know, his interactions with, you know, everyone else that he could find, and it's really gonna play a part of how he goes on in the future. I don't know if he, if they're gonna, you know, he's gonna want to fight more, but I feel like that's a lot to take in for someone who personally I feel well, like I think that's the best at, that's what at I'm some part he would like want to like he would want to like throw down and be like listen I I can't do this anymore you know what I mean yeah yeah that's what I'm saying for the casual fan it was more about the shock of seeing these deaths ashed away right. I thought the storytelling was the best part because yeah. even seeing Peter die I loved because at first the first a, a few of the first ashed deaths, I was like, come on, they're not really getting emotional enough about this. There's a great opportunity yep. to, from a, from a screen perspective, do some Oscar shit where they're like with these deaths. But then the, the Peter death happens, and it was like straight up out of something out of Private Ryan. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, Private Tom Ryan. Yeah. Not only that, but it was the like Doctor the, Who It was like back. the 18-year-old dying in Vietnam. The Doctor Who callback? The, doc, the whole, the, his line, I don't want to go, that's a okay. callback to yeah. Doctor Who. So like they even snuck in a fucking yeah. Doctor Who reference with one of the best. Uh, but they did sneak in a Sherlock line. I was very upset. I'm still gonna be so like as mad as Tommy is about Carrie Kelly in, in the Justice <laughs> right? universe. I'm mad about them just not saying no shit Sherlock or something to that uh, effect. 
Oh, that oh, would yeah. be funny. It was perfect. You, you know, that was, you know, a, waste, was, that was like, a wasted what, joke. <laughs> you know what was the most beautiful thing yeah. about this movie, though? For, for us, for the people who have a general idea of what was to happen, like, we were all speaking about it, you know, that Thanos is going to win in this movie or whatever. That's how we all felt it. We 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 had the comic book, you know, background to, you know, to, to back that, whatever. But my thing is, even for people like us who, who we knew, for the most part, what was going to happen, like, the movie was still effective. Just like you said, like, you know, the way everybody executed their deaths and just the way the movie, like, did that curveball where you think the good guy's actually going to win in typical fashion and then, you know, Thanos flips it and happens again and again. But it, it, the, the reason why, excuse me, the reason why this, music, this movie seems to be so beautiful because of the fact that we knew that Thanos was going to win, but we still felt... Because you, you get there, they give the element of hope, especially yeah. when Thor comes back and you see him like just throw down Stormbreaker. Every like everyone sitting next to me was just like, yeah, I was pumped. I was super pumped. And then like coming to realize like this is still like yeah, Thanos had to win. And I, yeah. thought, I think it's very yeah. poetic and, and almost very cyclical that they have the only Avengers that are left are the original Avengers and they're already uh-huh. fractured. So it's almost like the first movie where someone has to, you know, like this could be the thing that brings them all back together and put aside their differences to defeat Thanos in order to save the people. You know what right. I mean? So it's almost, it's, well, almost, that's, that's, it's, that's kind it's of cyclical. what gives you, yeah, it gives you that. First of all, from a fun perspective at the very end of the movie, it's one of those things when you know the comic and you know like Farmer Thanos, and you're like they're never going to do something silly like yeah. Farmer Thanos. And I see see the end, and I'm like, that's the closest thing to Farmer Thanos mm-hmm. that I'm ever going to yeah. see, which is mm-hmm. him sitting serenely in that little gazebo and then like cracking a little smile of like this like bittersweet smile. I just thought that was so cool. But now that yeah. you see that the remaining members are like the core members from the beginning, also knowing that a lot of those are ones that didn't you know, renew contracts and they're moving on to different things. You can yeah. very much tell when you know some of the lore just with like the way the soul stone works and how they kind of talked about it where it's like a soul for a soul mm-hmm. that you can very clearly see that like something into the next movie, the way that they're going to be able to get, it. I mean, obviously I don't, I don't know enough, but, and I obviously know that it's going to have to do something with having to utilize all the infinity stones in some way yeah. or another. Well, I mean, but they're going to end up having to give their lives. For the, to bring these other lives back. This th- that's, that's true. Just I'm, gonna... I'm also thinking because in the comics, uh, Iron Man does wield the uh, Infinity Gauntlet at some point. I'm wondering, especially mm-hmm. since he was saved specifically because Strange feels that he's like the turning point for them trying to win the war. I'm, I'm wondering. That's really what it is. Oh yeah, I'm wondering who he's going to have to sacrifice in order to be able to wield the Soul Stone. There's only a handful of characters that he truly loves. <laughs> So I, I'm feeling like They're it's got to either would, be Pepper or it's got to be Rhodey, one of the two. I'd gamble it's Pepper. As much as he loves Rhodey. Especially because they were talking awesome. about having children. Thing, that's why. I I would gamble that it would be Pepper. You know, especially after losing Peter and feeling like, you know, he wants to have kids. and so, Like, it's one of those things. I don't know. I feel like it would be Pepper. Yeah, very well could be. Like it's gonna I, be something I do, to that I do, sure. I do think you know, Rhodey again will have an impact on him. Like you know, Rhodey's his best friend, and you know, even at the cost of him, you know, losing you know uh, the ability to walk, you know, at a certain point, crushed him. He was like you know super devastated. 
But losing Rhodey, I think because Rhodey is a soldier and he knew what he signed up for, like that wouldn't affect him as much as Pepper, who is essentially almost a bystander of, of all this. Yeah. I think that uh, when you look at uh, just uh, – I kind of forgot what I was just going to say. My bad. But uh, I think a lot of the people saw the post credit scene with the Captain Marvel tease and were just like, oh, that's going to be what saves the day. And I don't think that oh, that's yeah. the case. Same here. I, I think, think that she's going to fail that, too. Well, I, think, I just think that the whole thing with – with Marvel isn't going to necessarily be that she's the X factor that allows them to save the day. I think that they're just going to utilize her since she's going to be such a lead character in phase four as the one force that if anything can probably hold off Thanos while they put something into play, because in comparison to the other Avengers, Marvel is more powerful than all of them. Danvers is, is essentially a Marvel version of Goku. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, she's yeah. borderline, she's <laughs> borderline unstoppable. I mean, if you really think about it, even if even for the people that might not even have context for who uh, Captain Marvel is, if you really think about it, anyone who watched like the X Men animated series, like the powers that yes. Rogue has, that's the same. Those are the same. Outside of being able to take other people's abilities, the that's the power. That, the strength and the, the strength flight. She and got everything she got from from Miss Marvel. She killed Miss Marvel mm-hmm. in order to take them take them permanently. So, if that's and Captain Marvel is, if I remember correctly, is more powerful than Miss Marvel. So, I mean, Rogue was a pretty mm-hmm. Rogue was a pretty uh, uh, formidable opponent in in hand to hand combat, and I can only imagine that Carol Danvers is going to be that much more badass. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right on the ball. Be, and- and I think that the way that they – I think that there was one line that got me kind of stoked. I don't know if this is going to be the case, but it would be really cool if they did this because obviously it's going to be somewhat of a galactic story. Um, mm-hmm. We know that the the Captain Marvel movie, the original one, is going to be an origin story set in the 90s just like kind of Captain America was an origin story, mm-hmm. the first one. And yeah. you saw that line – that they never touched upon it. it was such a random line but you know that they're good at this point of not being random like they make use of every little tiny thing that happens every and tiny thing Thanos said I've avoid I, he goes I something about I avoided my destiny once and I won't do it again and I think that yeah, that right would be he sick if that had something to do with Carol Danvers' origin story movie, where Thanos was somehow involved in that because it's a galactic mm-hmm. story with the whole Kree aspect yeah. So, yeah, they are. That has they are supposed that, to be introducing be Kree before the end of this phase, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think exactly. Captain Marvel is going to be the uh... introduction of like the Kree universe or the uh, the Kree uh, species. I still personally think that what's his name? This they're going to work their way, you know, into uh, as far as getting like the Avengers back. I think they're going to work their way to uh, get what's his name, Reed Richards, in there. And something along the lines of the negative zone, that that's you know like when we uh, we were talking about how like uh, Captain Marvel would hold him back, whatever you know like the last mm-hmm. line of defense while they, so probably you know she's holding him while they get the negative zone thingy going or whatever, something like that. Because I feel like you know they yeah, they disappeared. Be something into that. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. they disappeared, so they have to be somewhere. In, in, you know, comic book logic, right. like they have to be somewhere. But so. do you? But well, they have. That's the thing. They kind of show that with Gamora. You see, that Gamora's soul is in that. That that realm was not just some figment of Thanos's imagination. Right. That was him. Yeah. At the end, that's him going into the soul realm. Like it's very possible 
that since we have this new badass Atman and Wasp movie coming out, that they're going to be involved in terms of going into the quantum realm right. to try to get into these other dimensions. And because you can obviously see that the gauntlet is 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 damaged. They're yeah. probably mm-hmm. damaged to the stones themselves. They mm-hmm. probably have to find some type of way to repair it to be able to utilize it themselves. Because as far I, I don't remember, but I don't think he took the gauntlet with him when he disappeared. But I can't remember. And obviously, like, if they have access to I mean, I saw shots already from Avengers 4 where you see Cap in, like, the old school suit. Him and all the guys are walking down the street in New York. And right. they're wearing, like, these weird – they're wearing, like, these weird watches or something on their hands. Something time-related. Like, they've clearly been able to somehow utilize at least one of the gems to go back in time or do something. And I think that Ant-Man and Wasp are going to have a, something to do with that when it comes to being able to – I don't know if it's being able to go see that those souls are just kind of trapped in that realm or something that has to do with being able to repair the stones by going something that relates to the quantum realm yeah. that they're going to be the only ones that can get there to. Yeah, don't be surprised, too, if you get uh, Hank Pym and I'm going back to Reed again, a Hank Pym and Reed kind of a conversation or something like in the, at the end of. Uh... That would be I mean. Cause, dude, if anything, How, like, if they at, did it at the end of, of Ant Man and Wasp, I wouldn't. I'm not sure if it would happen just yet because of it releasing so soon. Um, and the merger was still on the table. I feel like once they wrapped, like it wasn't like it was on the table, but it, it wasn't a short bet. Well, for Ant Man and Wasp, but you know they could throw they but, could throw in something post. Yeah, but yeah, they, but I, you just brought up a good I, I would, point. I, I, would, I would I would say more likely for how they uh, yeah. The, the next movie. Part, yeah, do they do yeah. Uh, part four? Yeah, because you brought up a good point, too. I forgot that they're actually being really smart about any kind of possible spoilers to the next thing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. don't be surprised if. Because Ant Man and Wasp yeah. takes place right after Civil War, from what I heard. Right. It like, takes right after but that. It's, so there's going to be some time. Until, everything up until now. Yeah, so there's going to be time in between there. But, yeah, they're yeah, going to well, be I'm very cur- careful. I'm to, curious uh, to see if it's necessarily, you know, like, because. The, how long has it been since the Civil... It, is it, like, a straight-up still two years from Civil War to Infinity yeah. War? I think that's what they mentioned in the movie, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. so, this thing I'm, about a couple years, and he said something about the hotels or whatever. I'm curious to see where they end Ant-Man and Wasp, to be honest with you, like, where that will end mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the time conjunction. You know, do you know what I mean? If, if, if maybe, yeah. you know, you get, like, a post credit scene that ends up having to have, uh, you know, a something that involves shit that happens in the infinity war storyline yeah. to sort of propel them into what well, I'm saying it's, it's Ant-Man's kind of Ant-Man's got the perspective where he could have, I mean, I don't think that this is personally the case, but it's the kind of thing with that kind of character and it, the way his, you know, his shit works that he could be in that battle and no one would ever know. That's how the quantum realm works with that That's whole shine, shrink shit. He could have been there the whole time, in a in a in a you know in a parallel sense. So like you really never know. That's and you know that that's going to be something that in the new one, if you watch the trailer, they're fucking with the whole quantum shit way more because the before it was obviously just about the size, and then they kind of fuck with it at the end when he kind of just drops out to that quantum realm. But the villain that they're fucking with is doing that shit just yeah. the same. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like they're gonna get into a whole thing with that way more now that they've obviously like got their feet wet with just like yeah there's a guy that shrinks and gets really big it's not just going to be more of just like yeah he gets really big and then we just have fun with the big shit they're going to do that but they're like from a storytelling perspective we're going to get way more into the whole idea of him 
learning more about how to travel through the quantum realm. Someone, so someone brought up the, the fact like they might ju- uh, in the trailer you can see them like start to prep as if they're going into the quantum realm and mm-hmm. uh, knowing Marvel they could be doing that just as uh, Thanos snaps his fingers so that's probably why they survived not because um, you know they were spared but more so if they were lucky enough to be in another realm so they, they missed that whole uh, apocalypse yeah, and isn't the pin particle related to uh, to um, the negative zone as well? Isn't that part of it? Because I know the pin particle and Reed, you know, Pim and Reed did a lot of things with oh, their, yeah, uh, you know, the pin particle. And, uh, so I'm wondering yeah. if that was, that might be a, a thing too. You know, Could be. There's, there's a lot of crazy shit that they can do with this uh, mm-hmm. this franchise going forward, and even into this next movie. Like, I mean, you just look at all. Start looking like all the possible like uh, Sony collaborations, Fox collaborations, and all that. The fact that they actually have everybody on the same page for the most part, you mm-hmm. know, um, like the the whole Fox thing. It may not be. I mean, the thing is with, with these big uh, company things, we don't. They could be in effect for months before we know. Right. Even though they come out yeah. public today and say this well, has been whatever, could have been going on for a couple weeks. What I've months. seen, the arbitration and everything on the deal should be done by summer next year. So it's one of those deals where right, at, I think right after uh, Infinity War, the second Infinity War movie is when they should it it will effectively be done. So like mm. they'll have full control of everything. There won't be any more lawyers or anything like that. All the red tape is all taken care of, and it because. Marvel owns all those characters. Okay, and then we can what, finally get back with, to the that, of realizing who's going to be right. But, <laughs> but would but would that still allow them in within a year? Do you think that they'll have them on like uh, at least a loner basis, like they did with Spider-Man? Because I don't think that's... I don't think the Spider-Man deal was final until uh, after Civil War. I want to say I think it kind of like temporarily were like, all right, let's use them, test them, and yeah. figure it out from there. Like, sort of like a buyout-ish thing where they get whatever, you know, they get some kind of percentage of whatever from those clips being in those movies, you know, for the last time. Like, I, I mean, there's a lot of that shit. Could be, that yeah, could, that could be a real possibility. Yeah, even if it's just name drops, at least, you know, like, mm. th- there's a lot. Because, I mean, dude, what they did with the Red Skull. Well, wasn't there a... I mean... Wasn't you there... Know, I've been wanting to put a pin on Red Skull real quick. Go ahead, Tommy. Well, I yeah. was going to say, wasn't uh, Hugh Jackman spotted on the set of Avengers... Everyone's fun fucking saying that, and I'm losing my mind because I'm like, if he comes back, like he said he would he for that. He, yeah, he said he would come back if he could be in the Yeah, at least for MCU. one, yeah. Just for one. That's fine I just want me. to fucking see him in the suit. I think he wants to see himself in the suit. Because this movie, too, it also opens up for a lot of introductory, introductory characters for the most part. Because, like, you know, half of them, half of the, the universe is taken away. And we might not even see that, that half of the universe return if they do return, you know. Uh Whatever, whatever it may be, we may not see that to like the second into third act. Mm-hmm. So they have a whole movie where they can introduce these characters and they could get away with it. Oh, you know, yeah, like, sure. by, by, you know, and like, they don't, I mean, I'm talking about they, big When the characters. characters come back, however they do bring them back, because we know they are bringing them back, they don't necessarily have to bring back the same iterations, which is why yeah, exactly. it would be okay to bring back a Hugh Jackman for a Wolverine, like, you know, in that uh, space and then come back and like we'll have the X twenty three or someone I, else portrayed as Logan. Yeah. The one thing that I do really want to see if they do for somehow get Hugh Jackman to become uh Wolverine in the MCU is for them to actually 
like CGI him like they did like uh, they did with uh, Gimli in Lord of the Rings like make him CGI him to the right size like make make Hugh Jackman look like he's five feet tall like, oh. give, you know instead of instead <laughs> yeah. of a six foot two Wolverine <laughs> give me like a give me like a five foot tall five foot four you know Wolverine where he's this small scrappy I think he's like five, I think he's like five one yeah or, something or that, stupid or small you can dude you could do the camera tricks I mean they made Tom Hardy look like he was towering over uh Christian Bale at some points in, in the Dark Knight. True, I mean, man. most of Tom Hardy, most of Tom Hardy's movies, he looks relatively rel- relatively tall. So it's like it, the camera trick thing because they can do that. I mean, these directors know that shit. Like you know. Oh, for sure. I'm just saying. I yeah, think and- it would be very interesting to see them if he ends up being Wolverine to give him like the actual Wolverine <laughs> treatment as opposed to what he had in Fox. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, they'd probably find somebody more because I'm hearing also the guy that played that not that pool Deathstroke in um, in Arrow, Manu Bennett is that his name? Oh, really, Manu, Manu Bennett? Yeah, yeah, he's Ooh. a he's another top player, like not official top. Wow, player, but, I never so, I never thought about it, but now that I am, I shut like up and it. take my money. Like that's sick. Dude. Am... Yeah, no, nah, X is always <laughs> talking about them. He watches Arrow like uh, religiously and all that, so he's always wow, saying either. That's yeah. a really like out there kind of well not it's not it's not out there I wouldn't say it's out there but it's something that I don't think I would have ever thought of yeah yeah because it was always me, it was either Tom Hardy or Manu yeah it was either Tom or Manu, Manu like either one because they both can definitely capture everything that Hugh is missing from his Wolverine he's a great Wolverine I mean he's right. been Wolverine for so long but he's not the Wolverine I promise you somebody will come in and do the little nuances that he left out of his thing. But I love you. He, he's one of my favorite oh, yeah. actors. But I, mean, yeah, I just hate Hugh, when people give you that. Like, oh, nobody else. Hugh Jackman's yeah. got a good benchmark for what Wolverine like, could be. But I don't think I, I think yeah. you're right where he right. he doesn't didn't necessarily hit all of the the little nuances. That even even in Logan, over. as 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 like gruesome as he was in Logan, he was still missing that one thing. Now, like it, it, I think it would be perfect for him and 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 a, like a great thank you for him to be at least in the next Avengers film in some way, right. shape, or form. If that does happen, with Wolverine's part of this, because like you know I don't expect Hugh to carry on the the uh you know onto the mcu because he's been doing it for so long here and you know that's going to demand a lot from him so anyways so yeah he'll probably get like one one appearance oh, yeah. i think that'd be perfect oh, uh, one badass appearance. back to the original movie can i say also that uh the whole uh uh what's the word the the chemistry between thor and rocket and groot were fucking awesome. It was probably one of the yeah. best team ups oh, of the whole the whole movie. Fantastic. Yeah, and the fact okay, Rocket Rabbit, <laughs> the fuck the, the, the fact that fucking uh, Thor uh, took Groot as an elective in, at a uh, at an uh, Asgard. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. The whole, like the all the interaction between Thor and uh, and all the Guardians. I mean, I love when Chris and um Chris and Thor were going at it back. Uh, you know when um that shit was funny. Oh, yeah. like, are you mocking me? Like, like, are you mocking me? He's like, are, are you are you making your voice deeper? No, I'm not. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and then what was it? I don't think anybody ever saw. I don't think anybody ever saw Drax being a character that would work being funny, considering what he is in the comics. But yeah. it's probably the best thing that ever happened to him, making him a badass, but still making him funny. Because like the jokes mm-hmm. that they, oh. it's never hokey, it's never cheesy. Yeah, and he's it's still not, cool tracks. You know what it Batista is? Just, he just kills it. Yeah, it's like it's like similar to Thor, especially in his first movie. 
it, it wasn't so much you know like one of those like i'm trying to be funny kind of deals it's just like they're out of place their ignorance to our you know world or whatever so like in that first scene that scene in the first store where he walks into the pet store he goes i need a horse yeah you know like shit like <laughs> yeah so that's what yeah. you know the whole thing with drax yeah he's like everything they even said it like everything goes over his head uh, like, oh no, no he said what was it he said nothing goes over nothing my head go- i would too catch quick. it i would catch it yeah i'd catch it see uh, and, and that, that whole that's, that whole standing still thing is like i move oh, so dude. slow <laughs> I'm, i must be invisible yeah they're like how, it was how hilarious for an hour they did a yeah. really really good job someone also brought up the fact that um when rocket said i'm the captain and him now being the only guardian essentially left he is like he he kind of foreshadowed that he said like you know i'm the captain yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and, I, and that was yeah. like a real like oh shit like I thought they, that was I, interesting too. That looking, I've been looking. Left. This is the most I've like dived into fan theories and and you know stuff post the movie, and I'm trying to absorb it all and you know get a lot of uh, different insights and, and looks, and that was one of the ones that I was just like, damn, like that kind of hits home because you know, essentially, Rocket, you know, is this guy who's just like, ah, fuck it, I just want to blow shit up, give me your arm, whatever the case is. Like, he takes things seriously to a, to an extent, but it's not yeah. where, you know, like oh, he says, he never I, wanted he says like, he, right, he never wanted it. He never yeah. wanted to take responsibility. He always wanted to reap the benefits of being, you know, like the boss right. or the bad man, whatever, you know, the captain. But he never mm. wanted to do the things that he needed to do to be the captain. He just wanted to, you know, get the gold at the, you know, at the end. So, yeah, now he's kind of taking that, like, sort of, shit, yeah, I got to. Dude, that whole thing with him trying to get Bucky's arm during the during the oh Wakanda hilarious! Great. I'm gonna oh, get that arm. Uh, <laughs> at, at least, at the very so least, I, I, I'm glad that that happened because we because as you watch like all the Marvel movies from past, you're like these jokes need to be there. Like they had to be there. The Sherlock joke, you know, that was a miss. But thankfully, we got the Bucky and uh, and Winter Soldier, uh, Bucky and Rocket oh, um, yeah. interaction. It was. Yeah, I was just, yeah, and I was just about to say that the one because I have no gripes with this movie. I, I loved it from beginning to end. Uh, I was I was just about to say that I I have one gripe, and that was going to be there was no interaction between Rocket and Iron Man and Tony Stark. But like as I was you know thinking of the question, you know I was thinking right. of that. I was like, we got the second movie. Half the universe oh, is gone. They're going to have well, to. Yeah. Never mind the fact that we didn't two, see we didn't see an interaction between Cap and Iron Man either. So I had friends that were pissed like, oh, oh they were supposed to see each other. Well, like, no, they weren't. Like, this is better. What than is this they, Twilight? I was like, this yeah. is better that they didn't that they that they didn't see each other. And now they yeah, have, the, both the have this huge sense of loss. They're going to have to finally some, put all this shit behind them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. some Game of Thrones shit right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is true. Yeah, and dude, I love the fact that they just went that you know that direction with this movie. Like everything about it, from the ending, just the tone overall, like the entire film and everything the film stand for, like really showed a big leap in you know not only like Marvel but comic book filmmaking in general. Like you know, there's no there's no Hollywood guideline, so to speak, to make you a right. They, you can tell they took their time. Like this was what 10 plus years in the 10 11 years in the making and this was something that like you know granted some movies weren't as strong as others that is gonna happen with as many movies as they made right but to have you know this now being their 19th movie and it to be like this much of a of a staple and like if they left their mark that let it be, be this 
they did no wrong in my eyes. Like, this was a really uh, great effort, like, that they yeah. that they were able to do. Um, especially, especially thinking about, like, what they had to pull as far as, uh, you know, creating this whole universe and taking the time to establish characters, establish story, give us enough Easter eggs and, and nods to the comics and not just mm-hmm. do something for the sake of doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is just not even, this is not even the peak of what we, yeah. got, we just got to, you know? Now not at all. They didn't, getting... blow the, they didn't blow their load at all with this movie. They no. only scratched the surface and everybody doesn't realize that. If you really take the time to think about who's alive and you can make the connections, <laughs> by the time the next movie happens, the stakes are going to be so high, you're going to have fucking people screaming in theaters because you have every character so more than just like, oh, people died. We're talking about the connections that were made over the movies that you saw. You know that Nebula and Gamora had such a feud over their whole childhood, but yet Gamora and her made amends. She saved Mm -hmm. her life and basically gave up hers in the end. Nebula's a vicious bitch. You can only imagine what she's going to be fucking trying to do to get yeah. back at Thanos, who she hates so fucking much already, knowing mm-hmm. that Gamora's dead in that yeah. next movie. You're going to end up seeing the reunion of Cap and Iron Man finally mm-hmm. coming together for a cause and, and using that as a way to make that reunion. There, it's going to be this awesome tag team that you see in yeah. the movie. You're going to mm-hmm. end up seeing the fucking Hulk, who you didn't see the whole movie very intentionally because he is afraid of Thanos. Right. Yeah. A lot of and people didn't understand that. Out, how, how would you not? That, yo, people are dumb, yo, man. <laughs> I was, I was like looking at comments. They're like, oh, he's a, like he's a little bitch or this and that. I was like, yo, you just saw him wipe the floor with Thor, like all these dudes that you've gone toe to toe with, and then you yourself like try to fight him, and he just gave you the one too, like. What are you supposed to do to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and exactly. the last and Thor Ragnarok developed uh, Hulk so much more as a thinker and, and a strategist, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. To, so it makes a hell of a lot more sense that his 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 Hulk side is is sort of like I, I uh, was, yeah, I know I'm all set with that shit. Yeah, I was so I glad that they didn't, they didn't make the, him do union. that. I think we're gonna finally end up seeing what, which would be really cool. We'll just finally see that because I think that they're gonna try that. Since they're not going to do another solo Hulk movie, they're just going to use these movies as they've still been telling a great story of the Hulk. And I think that they're going to finally use that as an opportunity to finally close that storyline with the union of Banner and the Hulk, who just Mm -hmm. they're finally conversating for years. Obviously, there was never a conversation. It was just a duality and it was always that inner fight. But they're they're talking now. They've been talking for a long time. And now. It's. I mean, I it's, for some, some banner's going to either be able to get that side out by having them find some way to coalesce in their minds where you can have smart Hulk, you know, the Hulk strength mm-hmm. with the banner, Great Hulk baby, with the banner smarts. You know what I mean? It's going to be perfect. Right. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. Man. And you know what's at the end of at the end of the next movie too? You know, we all well, a lot of people have this assumption that everything's going to be good and fine. I think the second movie is going to end off more painful than the first one did. So. Though it may seem the think, bad guys, I mean, I the good guys will win. I think this will, the good guys will win, but yeah. it's not going to be That'd any, oh, very it's, bittersweet. It's yeah. going to cost a lot. the greatest stake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. greatest loss, you'll be able to have that win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely going to be more, not you know, sort of. There's going to be more hope in the next film at the end of everything, but you still have this dread of 
still losing, you know, certain people. And also, I don't think Thanos is going to be killed. No. They're going to, like, either yeah, prison him so or something like that. Yeah. And then down the line work into, like, Lady Death actually talking him into doing all this tyr- tyrannical shit again, you know, and this time more more angry. You know, because he, he was always fair. He was always sort of sort of righteous in a sense. Self-righteous, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, self-righteous, but righteous nonetheless. And he was always he always showed mercy. So now, you know, we, we're going to have this Thanos that was so powerful not showing mercy. I mean, showing mercy. Now, later on, we're going to get him back with no mercy. You know what I mean? Like a, a stronger, yeah. more relentless Thanos. And, that, and I think that would be awesome if they do that as opposed to the traditional killing him off. That's why I say, like, it's going to end off in a way where we know something. It's just going to get worse. Oh, Nothing's yeah. going to get better. But they'll do it in a way that, you know, they won. But. I mean, honestly, the one, one thing that I would like to see, I don't think it's going to happen, but this is me wanting something random. But I would like to see uh, either Iron Man die or retire, and I would like to see the emergence of Riri Williams, and I think that would be a fantastic – especially because if, if anyone – if any of you guys have read the, the Ironheart comics – Tony Stark is Riri Williams' AI in her suit, so you could still mm-hmm. have like a Robert Downey Jr. like that. voiceover, which means he wouldn't even necessarily need to be on set, or even if he was, he yeah. would only have to be there for like motion cap, so they could do like a hologram of mm. him every now and again. But all he would have to do is voice acting; he could still be a part of it, and he could still do the things that he wanted to do. But he wouldn't necessarily be tied down to being on set constantly and all of that crap. And you would still have yeah. Iron Man and all of that as well. And it would also add mm, in a lot sure. more diversity. Uh, so I know you got to run, Kevin. Thank you very much for coming back on. We'll have to Thank have you, you come on soon uh, for, for a you, longer Kev. conversation. Yeah, Enjoy your session, my man. Here's to next year, man. Oh, Here's hell yeah. to next year and, and seeing a very epic Tony Stark death because that's obviously what everybody <laughs> expects to happen and what I'm calling ahead of time. So. All right. All right. All right, man. We will talk to you. Later, dude. Later, guys. Peace. Peace. Oops. Oops. Oh, man. That was... Sit. Yeah. Before, before we uh, move topics, uh, I put a pin in Red Skull and the Soul Stone. Yeah. One, I, I don't know if I can fairly say that I saw Red Skull coming. Like, it wasn't as much of a surprise for me. But I had a feeling that one character at some point that we haven't seen in a long while uh, yeah in a long while was going to come back and it made sense like you know that yeah. it would have been red skull what i did not see coming was the location of the last infinity stone being not being a part of what we all surmised as a um that blade it, like, like i it, thought it was in that blade that she was carrying but it was in the blade like so Theory. My my biggest theory was Heimdall. I've stuck to Heimdall for the longest, longest time. Um, one of my buddies, uh, uh, he called it and he said that it was going to be uh, at the end of Guardians Two, where that wall, uh, where I'm guessing Adam Warlock is. Yeah. Uh, and there was a the big bright light in the uh, top part. Yeah. Essentially, the power core. That was the Soul Stone. Which would give birth to uh, whatever uh, they were creating, which uh, everyone's guessing is uh, Adam Warlock, which doesn't make sense to me because what was in the pod at uh, the collector's uh, place in the end of, like, I want to say... Well, there was speculation that it was the cocoon that held Adam Warlock, but obviously that's not the case. 
So it's got to be something else. Got to be something else. Um, but you know, it that theory. I don't know if they did it on purpose where it was supposed to spell out Thanos and they just threw us a curveball by not having the last location essentially essentially be something with the letter H in it, or if we spent so much time like you know focusing on it, we wanted it to be the case. I would I would. I would surmise that it was probably the latter as opposed to the former. So, yeah, because we wanted it and they let us... Uh, we wanted it that way and that's what how it was in our head, so that's what they let us think. And that, I, It's one of those deals where if you if you already have a preconceived notion about what something's going to happen, whatever you see, that's going to lead... Your, your mind is already going to automatically lead you into that particular deal you know what i mean Science. you're gonna see you're gonna <laughs> see what you want to see and your brain's gonna put it together the way it wants to in order to make sure that it, it, it is the way that it is yeah right yeah dude the whole red skull thing like i remember i did uh, speak about him being him returning but mm-hmm. i didn't think we would get anything more than a an end credit reference or something like that not even if i you know and i, I would have been lucky if i would have gotten like you know them showing him in an end credit scene or something, but I was I was expecting nothing more than just like some kind of you know somebody saying his name or something along those lines. But to see him in the film and in the way that he was in the film, yeah, like almost like a god type figure. It almost would have like, it would have been better if it, well it only would have been a fraction better if it had been Hugo Weaving, but it wasn't. So yeah, it's, I, I was, it was still know, good. It was still yeah, yeah. fantastic. It would have been. It would have been awesome, but I don't. You know, he doesn't want to come back, which sucks. But, um, but yeah, and and like, I I hope that being that he came back the way he came back, that he does full blown come back, and we do get at least one more encounter with him and uh, Cap. Um, like that. That's what I want to see before, because I think Evans will stay around. He's he's way younger than until I mean, uh, Robert. If you like watch Robert in the movie, you can see how old he's looking. Like that's not even makeup. Like he just looks like mm. it's catching up to him. So like uh, I think Chris has at least another one more. Uh, I say one more uh, trilogy. Yeah, he and could. Then, um, I think know. he wants to direct, so it might be interesting Ooh. to see him step down and potentially see him direct one of these movies. That would be interesting. I mean, as long as you have the Russos there to guide him. I mean, I don't know his his directorial experience, but mm. then again, like you see somebody like uh, John Krasinski, John, John Krasinski in the Office. Yeah. You know, he goes and directs one of the best horror movies. That's that's crazy. Yeah, how a lot right, of these guys yeah. are coming out out of nowhere directing these crazy well, you also horror. Also, remember, movies. a lot of these people are fucking they're in, they're in and around the directors and producers and writers yeah. constantly. So it's like, obviously, unless they want to just be an actor all the time they're going to be picking their brains about something else in the the film industry because they all know that they you know they're on borrowed time as it is being an actor mm-hmm. right? unless you become this really big prolific oh, so Clint, Clint Eastwood yeah and so i mean it's one of those yeah, yeah. types of deals so it, it it is improbable but it's not super surprising that it happens so i honestly mm-hmm. wouldn't be super surprised if uh Evans came back to direct a movie yeah. that, that would be interesting i think Where, it'd be interesting what? to see them do have like a bucky uh, a, a bucky captain america movie directed by chris evans <laughs> like that would yeah. be legit that'd be pretty crazy where do you guys place um infinity war in your top like uh about all the mcus 
for me, MCU is definitely in the top three. I'm still, I I I give it the edge over the Winter Soldiers and the Civil Wars. Those are like uh, tied for whatever place they're in. Okay. Um, uh, but I give it the edge over that because of the fact that this is a 10-year culmination of all this stuff built up and the mm. way they executed it. And like I said, we knew the outcome for the most part. I mean, we didn't know how people were going to die, but we knew Thanos was going to win. Yeah, right. We didn't know if he was going to – the way he was going to kill people off. But anyway, so um, even though knowing that, like it was still we, we, we so just, I, that. I don't think we were prepared for as much death as what was going to happen. No. But we knew the toll um, would be pretty high. And yeah. like, but even knowing or having this heavy assumption – we were still left with this feeling of like, shit, wow, this really happened. So that's why I give that the edge over that. But it's tough, man, because Winter Soldier, Civil War, those two films, you know what? Actually, you kind of have to include Captain America as a, as one entity, the entire trilogy. Because I think if you look at yeah. part one, people don't – people I don't know why people, as much people don't like that movie as they should, but like that, that movie is very important. And, you know, it looked different. It oh, felt different, but it was in a different time. It set you know, the so, tone for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, but yeah, it's, um, it's I feel like I feel like it's up the tone for a lot of stuff, and then you also get nods to it, um, even in like um, what was it, the first Ant Man movie? Like you see a lot of that uh, callback, or the um, you know when they are looking at you know how Hank was coming up, and you know his interaction, and how much like he had interaction with Shield, like yeah. the way they told that story. Um, at least in those parts were a lot of how, you know, the first soldier, I mean, the first Avenger was like made, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know for me personally. And it's funny. Cause like, I thought about it the other day and I was like, shit, I guess I'm like Danny now. I'm just blowing the Russos. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I feel like they've created the three of my favorite out of the entire MCU. And, and it's not saying that I don't appreciate other characters more, because if, if I have to go by characters that I've loved in the MCU, it'll be a little slightly different list. But um, for best overall, I'm going to have to still say Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, just because it was a very... I don't know, it's hard, because I want to put Winter Soldier and Infinity War as my number ones, but they're number one for completely different reasons with civil war being like a strong number two, um, and whatnot. But surprisingly, one of my favorite characters to watch throughout this entire run more and more, especially after, uh, you know, Ragnarok and now has been Thor. Like Thor has been one of my, like, and it wasn't that I didn't like Thor to begin with, but like when I looked at Thor more as a character now, like how much he's lost, how much he's been through, um, essentially how he started as like this arrogant, you know, pompous, you know, I can you know do anything kind of guy to where like shit, like I lost my family, I lost my home world, I'm you know I've lost my hammer, my greatest source of power, like all this stuff, and he's still like. You know, I'm yeah. gonna. I have to do this. I know I have to, like, you know, keep fighting. Yeah, because oh, yeah. outside of um, outside of Captain, Amer- I mean, well, excluding um, Peter Parker because he just came into the whole thing. But um, outside of Captain America, Thor is probably the second most. I'm gonna say, all right, he's not as developed as Iron Man, obviously, but he just feels more. I don't know, like, like he's. Just, it, I can't put the word on it, but I think he's been. M- 
more developed and more chopped up than Tony has in all yeah. the movies that he's been in. And and it's cool because Thor is a god. I feel so like to make people I feel like care Tony, about Thor. I feel like Tony and um, Doctor Strange have have very similar paths that they want. Like, granted, uh, Doctor yeah. Strange was really fast. Like everything that happened to him was essentially what happened to um, Tony within a longer span. It happened to Doctor Strange within his a whole one movie and a little bit, you know, of, of what we're seeing now. You know what I mean? Um, he had to grow and develop as a character. What you're saying, like with Thor, that was stretched out. We really got to see him, like you know, at his peak, at his lows. Um, and and you take somebody that's a god and actually make people care about them yeah. on a on a human level. Like that's mm-hmm. huge, and that's similar to what they did with Thanos. Like you you care about the villain for once. They you actually them. are invested in yeah, and and that that makes a villain more, you know, for for the most part, more scarier. Well, are not we, scary are we deeper, up, deeper, sorry. Obviously. Are we at all, like, upset that the Black Order didn't really, like, laugh? Like, I don't remember a lot of them. Oh, them dying? Yeah, I want. I wanted them to be... I, 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 I like them I a lot. I kind of feel like and, I like them, but I, I don't yeah. feel, because of how they were used, I feel like they were like every other Marvel villain where they were kind of just, like, a one-and-done and I was just like, ugh, that means yeah, I, I, wasn't I can't really invest in you. Yeah, I wasn't expecting so much out of them because, you know, it's they're just there for that purpose to be that, you know, in at least the way they were in this movie. Um yeah, I, I didn't I didn't I wasn't mad at that. I did no, like when Same they were here. on screen. Yeah, like I just I wish they would have had more of an impact, but you know, we I knew they weren't gonna get the deep you know, uh, stories that they got in the comics. Well, obviously, deep, uh, they, they couldn't. Yeah, cause, because of, yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. I always etch that out. Like, you know, there's some things you know that you're not going to see. I mean, you saw a little tiny peaks of them, and I wish they could have lasted longer in not just this movie, but in the in the 10 years we've, you know. Because mm-hmm. uh, Ebony Maw showed up a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, no, was that? Yeah, Ebony. Wait, was Ebony Ebony the same uh, one that gave uh, Loki the scepter in the first movie? It might be the other guy. No, it was the other guy. The guy that yeah, was the, uh, other guy. the guy that Ronan kills in the uh, in uh, the first Guardians movie. Oh, okay. So there was another one. Never mind. But um, but yeah, like it would have been nice to see them do a little more. But we, I knew they weren't going to be more than just a little stepping. Uh, but Ebony Maw, dude, for the he was probably the one that got the most out of all of them. He was awesome. Like mm-hmm. he 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 deserved the movie. In the, you know, to Hell his yeah. own, but right. Um, are you? Where where are our thoughts with like Hawkeye? I think that I'm, his I'm, I think that I'm, his family got uh got disappeared, and that's what's bringing him into the whole fight. Yeah, that might be it. Oh wow! Yeah, because he is he is gonna he's uh he is put he's not, he's supposed to be in the next one. Um, they yeah, say in the next one, yeah. I mean, also too, like it kind of. I think his character is gonna have a big, maybe not big impact, but his there's gonna be something that happens within his story that's gonna be very important to, maybe not what's going on there, but just in the Marvel universe in general. So they probably want to save him for that second movie because of all the people that were in this movie. Because like I said, Plus, I feel like it would, kind of I feel like so it would like, really huh? ground the story because we did say like you know he's under house arrest. Uh, you know, they did what they did for their families and by taking away his family, like, you know, essentially like 
he's a fighter. He's a soldier. He's going to fight if he's getting called to duty. But if he has to protect his family to do so, then he's gonna just like be like, "Yo, I'm out." Like I just want to well, do what's right for family. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. He, that's why he peaced out instead of staying right. around to fight. But taking his family out of the equation and then having him like actually be forced to fight would really like be one of those things where he like you can see him step into a room, and everyone like kind of just turns their head and be like, "Shit!" Like where like they they don't even have words to compete because everyone's. Everyone's essentially lost. You know, yeah. Steve lost Bucky. Um, you know, uh, uh, Tony lost Peter. Like, everyone, to some degree, has lost someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like when Hawkeye steps in and everyone, especially after, you know, um, everything that happened, what, Civil, not Civil War, uh, that they were hiding out of his house. Where were they hiding? Uh an age of Ultron, Ultron. Um, you know, everyone's hiding out and they got to meet his family, got to see what his life was really like and how happy he was about that. Like, especially like, I feel like Nat, Nat would like just be done. You know, she'd be all the way done. Yeah. I still think, I don't know, It the whole Peter Quill thing still sort of pisses me off. <laughs> to be honest with you. What do you mean? That everyone's shitting on him. Like, Fuck oh, all these people. Yeah. Like, like, did you guys watch any of the other movies that he was in? Every time something bad happens, he overreacts and doesn't fucking follow what he should do. He just goes right. with his gut. That's the, Love will that's do the, something. That's the character that he is. That's the character that everybody loves. And now that he does right. exactly what like, his character's does, supposed to do, right. you're going to get pissed that... off. Like, it would have been weird if he was like, oh, I got to store all this emotion away and make sure that I don't... D- Fuck that! Yeah, he finds out that he, yeah, he finds he out finds that Gamora's dead. Then that Thanos, not even not even that, that not even that Gamora died. Let's not even put that. That Thanos used her, killed her for a stone for yeah. his own like power gain, for his own gain. So, and he's seeing it as like you're, you know, you're over here thinking that you're her father, blah blah. And you just took away someone I loved, someone I really loved and cared for. That's why he's pissed. And everyone's like, I would have, you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, no, you probably would have done the same thing. Like, and you know that, you know what part I love too? Like, um, before when um he kidnapped Gamera, and um you know Gamera made him made Quill promise that you know he would shoot her, and when he went actually went to do it, and then you know <laughs> Thanos turned the thing into bubbles, bubbles and he disappeared. He said, I like you, dude. That was fucking great. Like this dude said, I like you. Like, mm-hmm. and, and and yeah, but if if it obviously yeah because of him all that shit happened. Um, but the thing is, like, yeah, he, he, his character is that person. He he only cared about her. Like mm-hmm. outside of her, what did he really care about? Getting money. But once he found her, you know, it became this thing. Like though he still had his and you know his crazy ambitions, or whatever. He was all about her. Yeah, he was one hundred percent all about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that yeah, it's crazy how how everyone's people... like, oh, he's a shithead. Like, I'm pretty sure you missed the entire fucking point of his character, jackass. Like, mm-hmm. think about that. Um, for, think about what you're saying and tell me that I'm wrong. Because if you tell me I'm wrong, you're an idiot. So, uh. yeah. Are we supposed to be seeing more of Grandmaster and the Collector? And and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, me not being as well versed in the Marvel universe as you two are, um, but aren't they 
stronger entities. Like, they're actual, like, almost gods or something to that cosmic effect. Like, they're, they're, let's not even call them gods. Let's call them just greater beings in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, well, there's a thing called Celestials. Um, I don't... Yes. I think they're supposed to be, like... All right, so in, you know... Because I don't know how deep they could go into all that without crossing, at, at the time, without crossing, you know, Fox rights and, you know, all the things that go on in Fantastic Four. Because there's okay. a lot of things that, you know, like the Civil War was completely different because they didn't have the rights to certain big, you know, characters and, and entities and, and things. So I, I don't know. I think that that was just Marvel Universe's way of nodding to them. But okay. they did speak. I think they did speak of... No, no, no. They actually, because in the comics, the stones came from. They were they were like actual beings. That, you know, they were represented by actual beings or something like mm-hmm. that. But in here, they turned it into turned them into like elements or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, space, time, not elements. Cause, but because I I events. would like to see I would love to see Grandmaster at some point. I know he's a greater. I feel like I've seen him like as a greater threat at some point, and I can't remember what iteration. It might have been the Spider-Man cartoons, um, but I feel like um, I, I want to see yeah. how like actually strong he is, and like what kind of threat, if any, he would pose to like these guys if they were like, "All right, Thanos is done," but they we still have you know other you know yeah, people in our real house. Know, I- I think they just treated them in the MCU as just sort of, like I said, symbols of that or nods to that actual that actual character. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it could be a possibility. Just like because if they're they're not going to obviously follow this comic through and through, but in the comics, Nebula gets the uh, the um, the glove, steals it from Thanos, and she becomes like worse than him, and then that's where Warlock comes in and all that. But I don't think they're gonna get that deep. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're doing with the uh, Grandmaster now. Who knows at this point? Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm gonna stop trying to speculate and just fucking roll with it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it, it, it's cool that we're we're getting all the stuff we're getting. And like I said, the possibilities are huge. And another thing, like I was talking with X about the other day. Um, this is kind of related, but also not. So you know, Venom's coming out, right? Um, and yeah. They're saying it's part of the MCU, even though Kevin Feige, he didn't say it wasn't, but you know, they, they, there's that, you all seen that video where he just looked at her like, what's wrong with you? Like, he's kind of keeping a hush, because obviously, like, somebody like Peter Parker is going to be in there. But here's the thing, just let's just assume that um, Venom is good, at least good or great, you know, in that tier, like, not bad, like a, an enjoyable movie with a foundation and it's successful financially. What if that is success if that is successful just imagine we could probably get down the line uh a uh maximum carnage film and 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 look and look at look at it like this because tom holland is pretty young and if you think about it he could be the harry potter of the mcu where through the years we watch him grow because you remember uh, daniel radcliffe when he started off he's this little wee shit and then you know he got older with the entire crew and you see the actual as opposed to just recasting them as older people. So say maybe at, at minimum five years, maybe six, you know, considering this movie's well and, and they combine the universes, we get a Maximum Carnage movie. And and another thing, too, is like you look at the Venom movie, it's tra- it's sort of coming looking like a horror movie, right? That's what they're kind of trying to go with, sci-fi horror. 
So right. obviously now, and going back to the Harry Potter thing, you know, it started out kind of light, and then as, as years went by, it got darker. So somewhere down that five, six-year line, the the genres kind of cross. So you can take that darkness of um, uh, Venom and what would be Carnage, yeah. and mix it with the you know, the once lighthearted but more ma- not mature. You know what I mean? Grown-up Spider-Man. Yeah. Like the possibilities are endless, man. If they if they all these companies just get together and you know get their asses out their heads heads out their asses yeah yeah i don't see that happening to be oh kick ass and take butt yeah i mean you <laughs> never know we're just here you know, to kick names and take ass yeah kick names <laughs> and take ass there you go that was funny with with everything happening right now where literally everyone and their mother is uh you know merging with someone like uh sprint just merged with t-mobile which i'm like still trying to wrap my head around um i hope that's a good thing I hope so too, but I, I can't. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, who knows? We're all fucked, anyways. Um, but who knows? Like, I feel like a lot of these future and and present mergers on on the table, you know, are gonna actually be good if they if they happen the way we're supposed we we imagine them to to happen. Mm-hmm. But to what extent, like, is something that good? too like too good almost yeah i get what you're saying because i feel like it's gonna reach a point where we're like all right we got everything we wanted this and third and if you look at the highest grossing like movies what is it like uh, disney owns like nine out of ten yeah, spots i think the only one that isn't disney is jurassic world that's oh yeah because avatar is now disney right is it what is not well, Fox Avatar, yeah, they because they yeah they own part of no shit. Yeah, they have some kind of stake to it because they do have their uh, don't they have the Avatar park in Disney now? Yep. I thought oh I thought that was Universal. Ooh. Nope, that's in Disney World. Yeah, God so damn. Disney has like they have merchandising rights, I think, or some shit, something along those lines. You know, I, I, it's one of those weird fucking gray line thingies. But yeah, so Disney has right. Avatar, Star Wars, and whatever Pixar movies they made, and mm-hmm. all the Marvel movies. That's crazy. And they're really only competing with themselves. Look at next yeah. year. You got the second Avengers, well, Avengers 4, and then Episode 9. And and whether, you know, forget about th- these other side, you know, project movies or whatever. The episodes is what really rakes in in the cash. And that, that you know, that's where the... the main story centered so you have that and the final avengers film or the next avengers film in the same year that's bananas i mean now they got avengers then they got uh what is it um solo oh no dead no so Deadpool. you know no, you know Deadpool solo i'm so. actually i'm actually like at first i was like i can wait this last last trailer i was like mm, might actually go out i'll see that I it was funny go, I, I, I was gonna go see it anyway <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the last trailer, but um, yeah, I was just like, whether the movie is good or bad, because we we said this before, like with all these Marvel movies out there, there's bound to be, if not, you know, a shitty one, at least a bad one or a not great one. So yeah, like it's the same thing with Star Wars. Now Star Wars is in that same territory where we may not get these. Every movie is not going to be uh, Empire Strikes Back. Every movie is not going to be Rogue One, Force Awakens, or whatever. Right. So it's like we're gonna have some. You know, some move, some Star Wars movies may be for everybody. Some may not be for everybody. So, 
I don't yeah. know, but but my main thing with this one is whether the movie's good or bad. I'm almost 200 percent sure that Donald Glover is gonna kill it as Lando. Yeah, yeah, like that. And that Agreed. is one of my only reasons of seeing this at this point. That and um, Khaleesi at the uh, right now. It's like all right. Well, she always yeah. She got my she got my money for the most part. I mean, she didn't get my money with two uh, with Terminator, but that's because they. I was gonna go watch it just because of her. I swear to God. And then I saw the the final trailer where they show John Connor as uh, the robot. I was like, I right, I don't need to see it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I think it's gonna be cool. But yeah, Disney's competing with themselves, man. It's crazy because like like Tom said, the the deal may or may not have go on to like i mean me be finalized until next year um right so i don't know how much i don't think disney's getting any money from from deadpool no. but but in the grand scheme disney owns fox for the most part so yeah they're only competing against themselves it's crazy because dc isn't doing really anything unfortunately um yeah it's and then kinda- wait till uh the Indiana Jones uh, reboot or whatever comes out. That's another film that they're going to have to compete Oh, with. is that is that what they're doing? Like, I, <laughs> that, are we uh, confirmed for that? Chris Pratt's supposed to be Indiana Jones, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Or play in that. I don't know if he's actually Indiana Jones. Well, I love or, I Chris don't know Pratt, doing, but, but I feel like there needs to be other actors that takes up, you know, like, iconic Yeah, he's got, dude, he's got Jurassic World, Marvel, and fucking Indiana Jones. That's, that's crazy. The only way that it could get worse is if they fucking put him in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I mean, can we be can we, can we be mad at him? Can we like knock? Oh, I'm not. Him I'm for... not. I'm not getting down no, on him because I mean, if I was getting offered these roles and and all that, fuck yeah, I'd take that. But let's go to the you know like, no offense to to the people making the casting, but there are other good comedic and action-oriented actors out there that would do just as good a job as Chris Pratt. And just because Chris Pratt is popular right now doesn't mean that something's going to happen and is going to totally fuck your movie. It might be easier to just not right. go with that. Like, look at Tomb Raider. Alicia, Alicia Vikander, not very many people knew who the hell she was. I thought she was a fantastic Lara Croft. You didn't need to have some big-name actress doing it. She did it perfectly yeah. than it needed to be. Not that Chris Pratt That's couldn't how- do... Indiana Jones, but I mean, fuck! It's not like we really necessarily need another goddamn Indiana Jones. Uh, or yeah, because when he Chris came Pratt up and did <laughs> when he came up and did Star Wars, I mean Star Wars, <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Not many people really knew who he was outside of the people who followed uh, Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. Yeah, yeah, and um, so like, uh, yeah, I always felt that way too. Like with uh, with the Spider Mans, you know, mm-hmm. I think Andrew Garfield wasn't as big as Tobey Maguire was, and um. Tom Holland, I didn't know who the fuck he was till I heard they casted a guy named Tom Holland to be uh um yeah, so like I always yep, thought same. that too. Like they Are, some, do you some, do you think this this movie solidified Tom Holland as the Spider Man for us or do are we still holding some sort of reservations? I think I think he got it since he's his good. first appearance I in Civil War because yeah, because Garfield was a great Spider Man. His depiction well, the director's depiction of Peter Parker was a little too cool. Mm. Um, Tobey so Maguire, even though he was a good Peter, yeah, he was like a good Peter, but even still, he still wasn't like the best Peter. He was but he was a 1960s solid Peter. Peter. And he, they were going yeah. for such a straight up like 1960s Peter Parker. Which yeah, because that movie was yeah, really. Which campy. was not necessarily what they needed to do for a movie that was taking place in the 90s. They could have easily made it more, uh, less of a 
uh, I'm a wimpy, can't hold my own against anybody, nerd kid. Like, Peter Parker had his shit together. He just, he didn't do well with conflict and was awkward around people. You know, yeah. Like, I could have been Peter Parker. <laughs> like, <laughs> just give me a, a bigger IQ and then, you know, my per me as a kid in middle school and junior high and high school could have been Peter Parker. You know, yeah, I think Tom is great. Honestly, yeah, like he... He he really embodies this this role. You need to get you need to get more people that like we just said that are not big names necessarily unless they fit the role. Like there are some people who are born to play that role. Like you know Patrick Stewart was casted as as Wolverine. I mean um, as Professor X since like ninety five in like those Wizard magazines. He's been casted as Patrick Stewart since yeah since the inception of the idea of a movie. So like um right. yeah not a, not everybody like do we need to have the Rock in every comic book baby please, you know what i mean like god no i love the rock like, but please we do not need the rock in every goddamn fucking big blockbuster movie we i, I really don't need it i don't need yeah. him uh, in every apparently one. uh I john cena and him are working on something uh the guy oh, i forgot the same person who wrote the jason Bourne books has another character another series and uh uh the rock is executive producing it and John Cena is the lead for it. I'm down with Yeah, John I heard Cena. some shit like that. See, you know what's funny? I, I kind of would have been a little more excited for Shazam if they did decide to cast um, Shazam as John Cena. Oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah because they're both wrestlers. Perfect. The scenes could have been, like, you know, for the most part, realistic. Like, actually them going at it. Um, But, yeah, like, that, that, that would have been a cool thing. But, yeah, outside of that, like, there's no, I don't know. These young people, I think they really nail it. Um, trying to think of, uh, trying to think of um, Fassbender. Was Fassbender really a big name before Magneto? I mean, I knew um, him, but he wasn't really like a big, big. I don't know. He probably was known, but I don't think he had yeah, the same a, level of like blockbuster quality to him. If that makes yeah. sense, without without knocking him, it, not that he didn't have the chops. No, yeah, he just he, wasn't. The, the big name draw that he could right. be now, that he would be now back then. Yeah, because right. like it was a uh, James McAvoy was the same thing too. I think what, was he in um he was in that uh that movie with the uh, Angelina Jolie based oh, on the Wanted. comic Wanted. He was in that right. Yep. Yeah. Probably, I think, yeah. You, you know, so was Chris Pratt. No, I yes, he was. That. He was the boyfriend. He, he was. He was the, one, he was he, the one that was fucking his girlfriend. He fucking knocked him. He knocked him in the face with the fucking uh, the clipboard. I mean, with the with the keyboard. Yes, sir. Fucking. Now, do you guys think they're gonna go with the um the white uh the white Nick Fury in the future of uh Marvel? I hope not. Hell no. I doubt it. Like I really super doubt it. <laughs> like not that if, I would have any if, problem with that, but I mean, I like Sam Jackson as the fucking. Because I was I was thinking like what if they decided to do that and somebody like um Chris Pine plays a young Nick Fury, mm. Some, somebody along those lines like just I, I it was just an idea popped up in my head because I wonder I don't think I don't, I don't know how long is Sam gonna keep doing this even though he has a very minor role but there's so much more you could do with uh Nick Fury. Oh hell yeah! I mean yes, but how much honestly more i'd like to see i'd like to see like a, a uh like a nick fury origin so like a spy thriller with nick fury yeah, yeah everybody As wants a, a uh, scarlet fury. witch i mean not everybody uh, scarlet uh, witch everybody uh, wants black a black widow. widow film 
So in that right, why don't we get a Nick Fury film? Yeah, I'd be down with as that well too. as well as a Hawkeye film. Too. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was just an idea that popped up in my head. I wonder if they would go that route because I know they're going to do something with him down the line. They're going to make him more, and they don't have to. But I mean, I just feel like they could and they would. There's, there's a lot more you could do, especially if you want to tie into future stories. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then I, I, I think what they need to do, too, is one of these phases after Infinity War is over, they need to call it Phase X. And it doesn't have to be an entire phase devoted to X-Men films, but just that that, that entire phase needs to is be... them heavy, incorporating. Yeah, X-Men. Like, they get their own movie at the end of the phase, but within that, there's the seeds planted, and you see, like, things that, you know, big monumental things and, and, and whatever that would, you know that would say that they're here and that there's going to be an impact or whatever because that would be pretty dope. Instead of, like, Phase 5, we call it Phase X. You could always have Phase um, 4 be about the Fantastic Four. Mm. Oh, yeah. Bingo. Yeah, because that's that's another thing that needs to be... Like, one, by the time 4 is over, we need to have some idea that Fantastic Four... Well, Avengers 4 is over. We need to have some idea that... um, Or more confirmation that the Fantastic Four are here. Because, like, what, do you, what are you going to do after Thanos? Who are you going to fight? That, that, you know. Well, I feel like with the incorporation of uh, Fantastic Four and uh, Silver Surfer and all that fun stuff, you got Galactus, you got Doom. Uh, I was... Uh, yep. He's not as big, but still, he's he's a you know worthy of a film in some way, shape, or form. But yeah, you have Galactus and um, I mean, Doom, and who, Doom would be who, the perfect contrast to uh to Thanos because Doom has no mercy. He wants to see everything crumble and bow yeah. to you know in, in a different way that to say that that with the with all these characters uh coming in that they don't bring characters back like we've been saying for a while now we want to see old villains come back, um especially yeah, this could, this ones that be... I don't. This could definitely be something that would give them the well. Red, red the Skull's one already, right? Well, yeah, but but so it would give enough. It would give them enough reason to give these characters who we felt like could have been more than what they were, especially as characters like Ultron, who were supposed to be these uh, almost Loki level, bring the world to their knees kind of characters. And um, you could always have it back as a, have Ultron back as a. You know something that happens in like an Ant-Man movie because especially if we have, especially if we have Reed Richards in there because it's it's Pym and Richards that really put together Ultron in the original mm-hmm. story arc. So that would be even cooler. Does we have that first iteration of if if they bring back if they bring back, um, Vision, because he still has parts of Ultron, Tony, and Bruce. Mm-hmm. When they bring back. Vision, would it be possible for them to be uh, bring back Ultron by accident? Or even them, quote-unquote, killing Vision now. Maybe he's escaping in some sense. And also, too, you have, like, uh, the the use of the Time Stone from now on. Like, you know, the whole butterfly butterfly effect thing. True, yeah. yeah. Because one of the biggest, one of the biggest um, like, points in the, uh, the more recent Infinity story of Marvel, um, the comics, was... Uh, that the fact that they messed with time so much that things started happening, you know, in that story, like the, the galaxy was kind of collecting. I mean, oh, the universe was so, collapsing within itself. Wasn't that like but, a you know, battle of the atom? That, that it was that. And, um, the that infinity, infinity story. Yeah. I think infinity started yeah. the whole battle of the atom thing. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle, yeah, yeah, because they had that crossover arc. But yeah, so my thing is like with the time, the time stone being messed with, whatever. Because Thanos already used it. Who's to say what you know his fucking with time didn't change something else and bring something else back? And then you know you have uh, what's his name? Um, okay, so Ronan was killed by the stone, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so he did. Well, he blew up in that film, right? Pretty much. Like he act like he imploded. Yeah. Because you can also pull some shit. I mean, dude, if Red Skull was sucked into that stone maybe something you know was left of ronin whatever i mean yeah like people could come back so that'd be interesting but i don't know i just like who do you bring in that's more of a threat than thanos and that's either galactus apocalypse i don't i don't know that you need to bring in someone who's more of a threat but someone who would have essentially um because Ultron isn't a bigger threat than Thanos, but I think if you brought back Ultron, you kind of like have to like split yourself between like yes, the plan is we have to go and get Thanos inside third, but you have this immediate grand threat all over again, and you're like a bunch of people down. You know yeah, what I mean? The, the only hard thing about Ultron, and you could well, actually now I'm thinking about it, you could actually wait on him. Wait till later, later on. Uh, the namesake of Age of Ultron was the yeah. story where Ultron actually did something. He went back in time or went forward in time. He did some weird, crazy shit because that, that story went like off the wall towards the end. But the whole beginning part of it, like he, uh, he, went, he went somewhere in time and did something and he pretty much controlled the universe. And like that's, you know, superheroes were living on the ground and whatnot. So that's something you can mm-hmm. work to later on because the thing is Ultron can't be – if you're gonna bring him back too, he can't just be another monster, uh, a villain of the week type deal, you know. As he was yeah. treated in the first film, like you, you could do things where, like, all right, yeah, we're leading to another, say, Doctor Doom Galactus saga, something big like that. Uh-huh. But you could still have lead into something else, like so other stories can be like, uh, sort of like trickled up or whatever or down, because like, yeah, like. You can't bring Ultron back after wiping him out the first time see, and him just be another villain I'd, of the month thing. I'd like to see them do uh, like a Fantastic Four movie with Doctor Doom and have him supposedly be, you know, like maybe he gets sucked into like some sort of vortex or something crazy where he disappears and they just assume that he's gone for good and then have that build into the Secret Wars storyline and it comes out that doom's been the one who's been you know do that whole doom thing uh where he basically excuse me where he basically uh like goes all the way back to the beginning of time and be, basically becomes immortal and just waits for shit oh to yeah happen. He, he became god he yeah that god. was crazy dude he spoke to god and said i forgot what it was that he said i remember that yeah dude like something like that would be crazy like, you could spend another fucking, you know, two or three phases just to get to that and have everything lead up to that whole thing. And, uh, and like, you look at, like, the success of Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, right? Those are all three different kind of tones in movies. Mm-hmm. Then what they did with Avengers, the places they went there. So now you can, yeah, you could get stories like that. You can get the, the Secret Wars or whatever. Um, you could get a lot of crazy stuff now, Avengers versus X-Men, because... The box office show that we want, you know, people want creativity. Yeah, they want to see their favorite characters in action, but they want to see creativity. And the reason why, like, something like this is so big, because, yeah, it was good, but people are talking about it. It's creating this 
this sort of like a uh, phenomenon around it. So yeah, like, but because it was so different, if it was the same old like they beat Thanos, then it would just be another run of the mill, uh, you know, two billion dollar movie to make. Um, so yeah, like they they could do a lot of crazy shit, man. Like yeah, like we we could have that story where Doom is a god or. Um, you know, you could bring people back. You could have Thanos come back again. Uh, to, uh, we can have like a big apocalypse event. Oh, you could do um, all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah, and they still haven't even introduced um, Namor. Nope, they haven't introduced they Namor or any of the Submariner. That is a conversation for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's gonna be some shit. All right, guys. I yeah, think man. that about wraps it for the day. Cool beans. Question: How many times have you guys seen the movie yet? One, so, so far, far just, so far just the one, but I'm, I don't doubt that I'd see it again. One I plan on uh, see it again too. So I saw it twice. I was supposed to see it again like yesterday or today, but that didn't happen. But yeah, I still feel like I need to watch it one more time just to digest everything because it was, and it wasn't a, a bad thing. It was great that there was so much in it, but it was just like so much, not even so much content, just emotions and all that. So yeah, yeah, I'll go see it again. Hell yeah. All right, All right fellas. I'm going to rest my leg, man. See you guys later. Got right. you guys later. Peace. Peace.